What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Good Days Only podcast with me, your boy, Octavio. And uh, you know what? Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Going to be bringing you good coffee, good vibes, and good music. This is going to be a podcast for all. Um, you know, from the experienced coffee connoisseurs uh, to the if you're new to the coffee game and looking for recommendations. Because, hey, you know, I've been there. We've all been there. You know, you didn't all used to like coffee growing up. Uh, we've all had that experience at one point or another where you take a sip of the coffee and want to throw it out your third story balcony and hope it hits someone down below. So you're not the only one that had to experience the shitty, bitter, grimy black bean water. But um, anyways, going to be bringing you some good old fashioned caffeine reviews. Going to be trying all different types of coffees from all different areas between, um, you know, here to the other side of the states um, around the world, you know, different uh, types of beans, different roasts, different roasters and letting you know what's up. All right. And you know what? We're in some uh, pretty unprecedented times right now. Truly some scary times. Uh, you know, we got the worldwide pandemic very much out there. People being shot in the back by those who are sworn to protect and serve us. Civil unrest due to, you know, racism. Fucking the whole West Coast is on fire. The whole West Coast of the United States is on fire. Um, you know, so through all this, going to sprinkle you with... Some good news, something that's happening in the neighborhood, my neighborhood, maybe your neighborhood, in the state, the country, the world, um, you know, to sprinkle some positivity in your day. Uh, it's going to be a little brief on this one, not going to lie, because goddamn it's hard to find some good news out there. But uh, definitely going to try to, um, you know, just let you guys know what's happening and uh, kind of my, 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 my take on some things, okay? Um, and last but not least, going to be rounding off the next 20 to 30 minutes with a parting gift, a good boost for your week and leave you with the language that knows no bounds. The one thing that has the power to bring people from all sorts of backgrounds together. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, Indonesian, speak French or Portuguese. It don't matter because we can all agree you can have a good ass day if you got the right music. The wonderful art of sweet, sweet harmony in your precious little years. We got some dope-ass music coming your way. Let you know what I'm listening to to get me through the week. Uh, some of my favorite artists, you know, in the, in the podcast to come. Um, some old music, some new music. Just going to be all of it, all of it, you know. Whatever whatever I'm bumping that that uh, that week, I'll, I'll let you guys know and give you guys some details uh, so you can look some of these artists up. Expand your musical horizons, all right? Tay-Tay Swifty is not the only one out there that's got, you know, hits. So I'm going to be um, let you, letting you guys know, all right? All right, before we get into the first review, I want to lay out the foundation of uh, the, the reviews for these coffees. We're going to be doing five categories, okay? Number one being the coffee name and the roaster, uh, the message background that, you know, given by the coffee masters themselves. Um, number two, the appearance and packaging, all right? And then uh, three, the roast type. Uh, four, the brew style. And then five, the coffee grind type. Um, you know, many different grind types from the extra fine you know, also known as Turkish. I didn't know that that was a thing. 
to the uh, extra course, um, you know, which would be used for like a cold brew or something like that. So, um, yeah, just going to be, uh, you know, going through that, th- those five things with you guys and um, give you give you the measurements and my review and what I think of the coffee. And, um, you know, so let's get into it. Let's get into the first review. And today we got a good one. We got a good one. I've tried this one in the past, so just wanted to start off with a solid uh, personal favorite for this review, an all-around great coffee. And uh, well, let's break it down. Number one here, we're starting this day and this journey off with an amazing name for a coffee, by the way, some morning passion for you. Yep, that's right. Morning passion from the one and only Cafe Appassionato, local to me and my fellow Seattleites. Um, coming to you from uh, Magnolia, Washington, since 1990. That's their 30-year anniversary. Big ups. Uh, so 30-year anniversary. Congrats. That's really cool. Cafe Apasionado um, doing their thing out there. All right. So a, prim- a premier roaster uh, in the Emerald City, boy, uh, taking pride in producing great quality full-bodied coffee with low acidity. Uh, Something I like, you know, not a big fan personally of sipping my coffee and feeling like I just lick the backside of a double D battery. Um, You know, that's not a good, not a good taste. I don't like that tingle. But anyways, um, they got a cute little video on their website. Uh, Also, I think it's a YouTube video. It'll take you to YouTube, but it's called The Art of Gourmet Coffee Roasting. Um, you can find that on the Cafe Appassionato uh, website, and that's spelled C-A-F-F-E-A-P-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-T-O. Appassionato. Very Italian, I believe. I don't know. I have the tendency of um, putting a little Hispanic twist on some Italian words whenever I try to read them, so I don't know if that's how you say it, but Cafe Appassionato, I apologize if I'm butchering that name. I'll, you know, we'll get it. Um, but yeah, so check out that video. It's called The Art of Gourmet Coffee Roasting. A short little one minute, 40 second video. Um, it'll give you a little snippet of what it fucking takes to roast some premium motherfucking coffee. Um, you know, it's a it's one of those videos that's like oddly satisfying. Like a, you see it and it just kind of puts you in like a mesmer, like a you're you're almost like um, hypnotized. It's like a hypnotizing state. You know, if you listen to it and watch it, it's pretty cool. Go look it up the next time you find a, find yourself with a minute and 40 seconds of free time. All right. Either on your lunch break. I don't know. You know, while you're waiting for your coffee to cool down while you're pooping, whatever. But, um, okay, back to the coffee here. So you can get this coffee, the morning passion. You can get it a couple different ways. You could get it pre-ground in the bag already. Um, you know, if you got a drip coffee or something like that, um, coffee machine, coffee maker. Um, they got the K-cups for those that are on the go, you know, the cup pods or the whole bean, which is what I prefer. Um, you know, but it allows, cause it, cause that just like, it's, it's just so much better after I tried the bean type and grinding it up yourself and, um, you know, being able to control that grind type, um, which we'll get into later. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just awesome. So, uh, but for now let's get into the roasters notes for the specific coffee for this morning passion origins of Indonesia, Central America and South America. So getting our beans from those areas in the world. All right. Uh, with a unique medley of coffees, 
Our award-winning breakfast blend is a balanced and complex medium roast with a smooth finish. That's what I'm talking about. I used to hate on the medium roast. I used to be only a dark roast kind of guy. But let me sip sip of this and let's see. Woo-woo. Yep. That's that's a that's a solid medium roast with a smooth finish. Mmm. Uh, notes of chocolate and caramel. I can see that a little bit there. Um, undertones of blueberry and peach. Don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But I see this in wine too. Sometimes you're just like, man, you must just be throwing something in there. I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe if you guys have a a more refined palate for the caffeine than I do. You can taste some blueberries and peaches. Maybe blueberries, I could see that. But peaches, I don't I don't know. Um, pairs wonderfully with a raspberry scone. Lucky for me, I don't have a raspberry scone. But I do have a raspberry flauta, maybe? I don't know. It's like a little rolled piece of something, some bread. But it's just, it's delicious. So I've been, I actually nibbled on this and took a sip. And they are not wrong. Hey, raspberry bread i'm gonna say raspberry bread with this morning passion is uh that's a hitter that's a hitter yeah yeah um okay but so continuing here so low acidity cafe appassionato has been roasting with low temperatures for longer periods of time since the very beginning since back in way back in the early 90s in the 90s 1990 every coffee roasted at cafe appassionato will be low acidity awesome Roasted locally in Magnolia, Seattle since 1990. All right. Very good. Very good. Good notes. To, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, taking that sip of this this coffee, definitely smooth, definitely a full body there. Mm-hmm. You can get those oils and the minerals, you know, kind of coats your mouth. That's just delicious. Um, bringing us to the second subject here uh, of, of discussion, the... Um, or, or rather the second topic here uh, for the review, the appearance and packaging. Now, this one, this was not something to write home to mama and papa about. Um, we got, I got a, it was a paper bag. <laughs> it was a paper bag with a sticker on it. Reminds me of like the free lunches we used to get at summer school where they had the sticker on the paper bag saying that it was turkey and mayonnaise sandwich or something. That's, you know, so that's that. I mean, not much to the appearance here. But, um, you know, what enticed me personally was the god dang name, Papi, some morning passion. God dang, that's a good, that's a, that's a, probably the best coffee name I've ever seen. Um, let me tell you, if you're having more bad days than not, let me tell you, you need a little bit of that morning passion in your life. Spice it up a little, all right, with this wonderful medley of the, the coffee, the coffee that is, the coffee, morning passion. Overall, I'd say a middle average, you know, average appearance packaging, five out of 10 on the packaging. The talk is all in the bean, though, I guess, you know, so I won't judge too harshly on the uh, packaging because they do bring a very good coffee to the table. So uh, number three here, the roast type. All right. So this is a, a medium roast that was as was mentioned from the notes there um, from the bean masters at CA medium roast, good middle of the road, uh, bringing a Nice, you know, medium brown in color, not too light, looking like weird tinted water, um, and not too dark, not not too tarry and not sludgy looking. Um, a medium roast gives the coffee more body, 
than light roasts, you know. So light roasts are a little too acidic for my liking. Um, but some of you might like that. Some of you might like that little tingle, tingle, little watered down um, beans, you know, uh, on the tongue. Um, but I don't know. Not not for me. But uh, I do want to get into here. I want to um, let you guys know about a little bit more about the origins of these beans. So the Indonesia, Central America and South America beans. Um, so Indonesia, known for uh, lower acidity beans, um, you know, and strong bodies, which make them ideal for blending uh, with higher acidity coffees uh, from the Central America and East Africa regions. Central America, let's not forget our Central American mnemonic, everybody. Big gorillas eat hot dogs, not cold pizza. B-G-E-H-N-C-P. And um, that'll let you know all the countries that are in Central America. I think it's I think it's also in order from like north to south or maybe south to north. That wouldn't make as much sense. I think it's north to south. But um, yeah, big gorillas eat hot dogs, not cold pizza. Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. So B-G-E-H-N-C-P. So, yeah, hey, now you, it, big gorillas eat hot dogs, not cold pizza. That's an awesome mnemonic, I think. Um, but anyway, so yeah, usually uh, crisp and higher in acidity, uh, depending if you're in uh, like the northern countries or further south there in Central America. Uh, you can find rich, velvety qualities. Um, most have a sweetness, chocolate, and spices in flavor. Um, so all these things that we're hearing already, I mean, that, that's already everything that was in the notes above from Café Apasionado. Let me take a little sip, sip. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Damn, that's fucking good. If you hear that, I'm just pouring myself a little bit more coffee there. Sorry. I promise I'm not peeing. Um, but... Yeah, so uh, all these things we've already heard uh, a little bit about in, in the notes. Yeah, you know, the chocolate, the spices, um, the uh, low acidity. So so that's that's awesome. Um, and uh, last but not least here, South America, Latin American countries. Um, okay, so Latin American countries currently produce, I think this was actually as of 2019, but they produce the most coffee consumed worldwide with Colombia and Brazil uh, being the leading producers. Colombia... Um, had 12% of the world's coffee supply. Um, so, I mean, that even is just, that number alone, if you think about just one place, just one Colombia, just one place has 12% of the coffee uh, supply for the world. 12%. What the? 12%? That's over a tenth. And that, I mean, Colombia is nowhere near a tenth of the world size. So, what? Yeah, wrap your brain around that one. Pretty fucking cool. But uh, anyways, yeah, so all these beans have been mixed together to perfection to bring you the morning passion. All right, so uh, now that you know a little bit more about that uh, background, we're going to get into the brew style. All right, um, now for the brew style, I have tried, I think I already I already mentioned this a little bit Um but um, you know, I've I've tried the uh, the drip, the the French press, the K cups, 
all that. Um, but let me tell you, if you have not had yourself a nice cup of Joe product of the pour over, dude, you got another thing coming. And I'm I'm excited for you to try that. I'm excited for you to try that. Uh, you get to control the rate at which, you know, you pour your water on the grounds. Um, you control how strong you want it, you know, how many grounds you want in the filter. Um, you know, it takes a little bit more time uh, and attention to detail, making sure you're getting all of the grounds covered up with that water. But boy, you feel like I'm telling you, man, you just become like one with the beans. You made this cup of joe. This is your product. You are one. You are one with the with the coffee. And, uh, you know, this allows you to just enjoy that cup that much more, I think. So it's just so satisfying, man. So the pour over is the um, what I use for this uh, brew style. All right. Um, and, you know, a lot of coffees will let you know what the recommended brew style is. You can typically find that on the bag. Uh, I've seen it more commonly on the pre-ground bags, uh, which makes sense because, you know, they already have that pre-ground. They have a certain type of grind. Um, and so you want to fit the brew style um, that would best be suited for that grind type. So, um, you know, if you have two quarts of a grind, like with a pour over, for example, you won't get the full flavor out of the beans. You won't get the out of the grounds. Rather, you won't get all those oils. You won't, won't get all the minerals um, and vice versa. You know, if you have a too fine of a grind uh, for like a French press, for example, the grounds are just going to flow through the filter and um, you're going to just have those all sitting all all in your coffee, going to be drinking coffee bits or bean bits not a good time so you know but that just brings me again to the point that the whole bean is the way to go you know if you if you got a a a pour over or something at home i mean or a french press or i mean you know if not get i mean i got my pour over thing is 20 bucks from like walmart so and it's been a lifesaver this thing's been awesome let me get a little sip sip Mm mm-hmm morning passion so, yeah, so, you know, um, that whole bean just allows you to control that grind and um, it'd be best, best, you know, allow you to get the grind that's best suited for your brew style, whatever that might be that you have. All right. Um, so let's get into the, the grind type. OK, now that we touched base a little bit on that grind type here, um, the grind type for this uh, coffee I ground this to about a medium fine is uh, is what I did here, um, and and that gave me my ideal cup of Joe, and that's in the grinder, whole beans, put it in there, held it for like probably like ten seconds uh, grinding, and you'll hear it like once you do it enough times, you kind of hear the transition of the beans where it's like and it like you know like it's just one of those things that with practice you can you can tell. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I did, I did a medium fine for this grind and let me just actually, um, see if I can pull up for you guys the, uh, different grind types and, um, that way you're like medium grind. What, what's he talking about? Um, so the different grind types here, we go from the extra fine, like the Turkish grind coffee. That's what I was saying. And I don't even really know what that is, but, um, I'm, you know what? I'm excited. That, that gives me a chance to explore something new that I haven't tried. So Turkish grind coffee. Uh, then we go up to fine grind, uh, which is uh, most commonly for like espresso grind. A medium fine, which is what I did here for this coffee. Uh, and that is best suited for that pour over grind. Uh, and then there's medium grind, medium coarse grind, coarse grind, 
which is the like French press uh, grind, and then an extra coarse grind, which is the uh, like for the cold brew that you like let sit for 12 hours overnight, whatever, you know. And cold brews, hey, nothing against cold brews, but that just takes a lot of damn time. Um, I really like the Costco cold brews, the Kirkland Signature cold brews. Those got you on another planet. When you drink one of those, drink one of those in the morning and yeah, that's, um, that, that'll get you going. One of those cold brews. But anyways, back to this, uh, morning passion here. So, um, the exact measurements here for all my particulars out there, um, you know, and this was to make about, uh, probably three cups or so. And I got a big mug here. So, um, I used a uh, half cup of, uh, the whole beans. Okay. So one half cup and then, um, just over a liter. So 34 ounces of, uh, high quality H2O, um, just a little bit over that liter mark on our handy, uh, Kenmore water boiling electric kettle. Uh, if you don't have one of those, you could just boil the water over the, uh, stovetop, but definitely getting a, a water boiling kettle has saved so much time for, um, you know, making these coffees, but, uh, yeah, just took a half cup of the, uh, the coffee beans there, ground that up nicely to that medium fine grind, set the grounds in the filter and, uh, placed it in the pour over carafe. Then, you know, slowly poured that hot, uh, H2O over the grounds. You know, you don't want it like still boiling one, like bubbling out of the, uh, whatever you're pouring it out of, but you know, hot, the hot water and uh, maybe let it sit for like 30 seconds over those grounds until, you know, they're all nicely covered. Um, don't be too hasty with the technique now, you know, you got to let it soak. Perfection comes with patience. Um, total time of the pour, I actually timed it. It was uh, one minute and 32 seconds. So anywhere from like a minute, 30 seconds to two minutes, probably like a good, um, you know, for that, for that amount of, uh, of, uh, grounds and, and water that I used. Um, you know, and that, you know, just got to be quit being a greedy bastard. Quit quit being a greedy bastard. Don't be greedy. Time will keep ticking. Take a minute and a half to feel the rewarding sense of accomplishing a task that many will sadly never know. And that is pouring yourself the perfect cup of caffeine for you and yours. All right. But, um, sweet. Yeah, that so that's all the five categories there. I mean, sweet, that brings us to the end of the first warm bean water review here on the Good Days Only podcast. And uh, as we transition into the part of the podcast that you all have been waiting for, where the hell's the good news these days, y'all? I mean, like I said earlier in the podcast, this one's going to be a little bit brief, a little bit more brief than what I would hope for or, or the coming, but... Um, you know, it's hard to find good news out there and, and, uh, everything's changing so fast out here and it's, um, you know, got to keep current with everything, but, um, did find some snippets here, find, find a little sprinkle, sprinkle in, in, uh, positivity here. Okay. Um, but recently, you know, there's been a lot of scary stuff, a lot of sad stuff. Most recently in the fucking shitty near past being 2020, as we know it, um, there have been a bunch of wildfires, uh, you know, in the past seven days, more than, Five million acres have burnt to unrecognizable ashes. Over two million acres across the uh, Oregon coast and up into Washington caught fire. Um, 
you know, and and that caused these suffocating plumes of smoke to block out the sun for, you know, days at a time. There were some days I didn't even see the sun out here in Seattle, which was kind of scary. Reminded me of like some futuristic like Blade Runner movie, like weird. Um, you know, we got hurricanes that are bashing the south. Fucking, I don't know why you would move to somewhere that you would be attacked by a hurricane. I, I just personally, that and Tornado Alley, dude, dude come on you moved to a place called tornado alley fucking what i mean but you know i i don't know maybe the rent's cheap there um from from this something that i think is uh it's amazing and often overlooked is uh all the hard work and sacrifice that uh, all of our firefighters are are doing you know banding together to fight these fires not enough credit goes out to all these men and women um, you know, they're banding together across state lines, um, you know, up, up the, up at the whole West coast, everything was ablaze over the last, uh, several weeks. Um, I mean, a lot of firefighters and I mean, a lot of firefighters I knew growing up as a child, um, I think our whole the fire department in, in, uh, small town I grew up in, I think it was all volunteer Uh, so they weren't doing it for the glory or for the money, you know, they weren't on Chicago fire. Um, but they were doing it because they wanted to help and, and help keep us all safe, which is what's happening now. You know, we see, um, everybody out there in the fight together and, uh, we cannot thank them enough. Hats off to you, all, all of those brave men and women. Um, you know, all the firefighters out there, this one's for you, uh, you know, sip, sip and man, Hopefully, you know, they're, I'm sure they're caffeinated. I'm sure they're caffeinated, but, um, thank you. Thank you. Honestly, thank you to all those men and women out there to all my raza coming up to help battle these fires too, from Mexico, dude. Damn. We got bomberos coming up from Guanajuato. Um, that's in Mexico to Ashland, Oregon. I guess, uh, they were like sister cities. Um, but this is another, this just shows that this is a, you know, it's a true testament to the bravery and dedication that these men and women have to serve their, their community, their greater community. I mean, even across the, um, country borders, you know, even though the USA has not been so kind in the recent past, um, we've been pretty shitty towards our neighbors and my familia in the South, you know, these guys put that aside, said, hell no, like, you know, we got a job to do and we're going to do that job. Um, and that is to protect those that are in need. So, um, they came up here. So, you know, big ups to all those on the front lines battling this battle. Um, and you know, the, the good news, um, from this goddamn 2020, man, <laughs> but coming, coming into containment. And, um, again, you know, thanks to the men and women out there risking their lives to save others. Um, the air quality has been pretty shitty over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, up here in Seattle, uh, and we're still seeing, um, signs of smoke around. Um, but you know, it, it's clearing up. We got a little bit of rain coming in, rolling in the Puget Sound and the greater, greater Seattle area, uh, bringing the smoke under control. Um, you know, doesn't mean you get a pass on wearing a goddamn mask. Doesn't mean you get a pass. Wear a mask. Wear, wear your mask. Wear a mask, dude. I mean, do it, do it for yourself, you know, uh, sorry, you got stanky breath, at least, you know, now you know why everyone in the office take a step back when you're talking to them, social distancing from your smelly ass breath, all right, 
hate to break it to you. Um, you know, just because the smoke is going away don't mean that COVID disappeared, all right? The pandemic is still very real, very much in the community. Um, so so take care out there. Take care of you and yours, you know? Um, but, you know, the good news here is that uh, the numbers in uh, hospitalizations amongst adults, you know, in all age groups have declined uh, steadily since the beginning of August. Um, so we've seen reduced numbers in those, and that's coming from the CDC, you know? Um, so... I mean, that's got to be true, right? Mm, I would hope. I would hope they're not giving us false information. But, um, you know, we still got over, uh, you know, over 6.5 million cases or something like that reported um, to the CDC. Um, let me, I, I don't know if that's like current. Over six. I know it was a lot. In USA. Oh, shit. 6.75 million, about. Um, so that's increased a little bit. Um, or 6.5. I mean, it's still above 6.5. 6.75 million cases um, reported to the CDC. Um, but, you know, proud of uh, Washington State here. And everybody here that's made an effort to help. I mean, Seattle was once referred to as, um, you know, an epicenter of the the uh, COVID pandemic um, earlier this year. Um, definitely one of the first big outbreaks reported earlier this year. Um, but you know, now the state is, you know, everybody here and, and people were mad at Jay, people were mad at, mad at, uh, uh, Jay Inslee early in the, in the COVID because of the stay at home orders and the masking up and, um, but you know, I mean, we flattened the curve here. Uh, the state's like number 26 in cases, um, per state. So right, at, right around the middle of the road where, um, you know, we were steadily above like the top three, top five for the first couple of weeks of this. So, um, you know, proud of everybody here in the greater Seattle area and in Washington, um, back home in Eastern Washington, uh, to my hometown, everybody hope everybody's staying safe. Uh, Washington, everybody stay safe out there. Um, but you know, okay. So a lot of sad stuff happening here in the world. Um, let's uh, let's leave this world for a second. I want to bring y'all along on this ride. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about life on Venus. Oh, shit. What? Dude. 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 That would be so cool. That would be so dope. I don't think it's confirmed yet. It's not confirmed yet as of the last time I looked up. I looked at this last night. Um, but, you know, this last week, scientists, uh, with the help of some very strong telescopes, have detected some chemicals or chemical, a chemical in the atmosphere on Venus called phosphine. And uh, it looks like, you know, after they did their analysis of, you know, I don't even know how they, I mean, they haven't collected any, any specimen there of the... Um, of the chemical, but after their analysis, um, you know, scientists are saying something is alive. There's something that was alive is the only way that this, uh, this, um, chemical could, you know, be on the planet. So, um, is the only explanation is, is what some scientists are saying. Some other researchers have questioned that, uh, you know, and they suggested instead that the gas could result from, uh, some other atmospheric or process or geological process on the planet 
that is uh that we still don't know about you know that that is mysterious but um you know some researchers are haters all right let us have a little fun with this one why are we in such a rush to shoot this one down if there's a possibility of life on another planet dude that's pretty dope that gives us some hope i think right Maybe there's others out there. Maybe there were others out there at one point. Maybe uh, this is like the spark of a new life. I don't know. What if this is what if this is how we started? What if, we don't know. We don't know. You know, don't shoot it down. Researchers, come on, do a little more research. Um, but yeah, so uh, it gives us hope. I think maybe maybe once the Earth is burnt to a crisp, you know, we can migrate, find a better life on a different planet. Uh, until the a-holes in the outer space try to deport us back to planet Earth, build a space wall around Venus to keep us out. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, in any case, that I I think I think that's some good news. That's pretty cool, or at least that's some news. That's that's just pretty significant, you know. Um, if we're finding life on other planets, but. Anyways, let's transition back uh, into the next subject. We're going to figure this out a little better. Here it is. Let me hit y'all with some motherfucking art for your orejitas. That means little ears for all my non-Spanish speaking folk out there. All right. Yeah, we're down to the weekly whistle. And I came up with that name and I'm calling it that because these artists going to have you whistling their tunes and, you know. I don't know what that was, but, um, yeah, the weekly whistle, I'm calling it that, you know, because some of these tunes are going to be having you whistling their, their, their songs all the times you ain't got it bumping in your, uh, headphones or in your car, you know, um, this name will probably change. I'm open to suggestions. Drop a comment in the section below. Holla at your boy on the IG, Instagram, probably Twitter soon too. I should probably, um, start a Twitter, but um, you know, this week I want to bless your ears with a musician that goes by the name of Smino. Smino de Grigio, Smeezy F Baby. I think it's Smeezy, Sneezy F Baby, and the F is Fofanito. Man, this guy, he's got he's got um he's got a very particular style. He's got his own style, his own he's he's got a vision, man, an awesome, just kind of smooth, funky, soulful sound to his music. Um, he falls into the uh, hip hop rap category, but I'm telling you, some of some of his stuff, I don't know, some of his stuff doesn't sound too too rappy, too hip hop. It's uh, it's interesting. It's it's good. Um, it's, so it sounds like futuristic. You know, he's on his own level. I think um, he's got a certain tone to his voice and the melodies that he puts together. I mean, man, it's a, it's cool. Some of his stuff is just very soothing. Other stuff's a little hectic. Um, not gonna lie, some of his stuff is pretty hectic. Um, kind of like Chance the Rapper on his, you know, acid rap, where he would make these weird noises. Um, there might be some weird noises in some of his songs. Full, full disclosure here, but uh, again, overall, great beats and uh, great voice and uh, the lyrics that he comes up with. Man, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, what? How? What? Um, but yeah, what am I go to on a regular basis for sure? You know, whether like cooking and just need something in the background, uh, singing along in the shower, you know, just fun music all around, fun music. Christopher Smith Jr. 
better known as Smino, is a rapper-singer hailing from the great city of St. Louis, Missouri, which, hey, we've seen some other prominent artists come from there. First and foremost, cannot forget the boy Nelly. I mean, this man dropped uh, country grammar and really put St. Louis on the map uh, as far as rappers, I think. Um, other notable rappers from the STL, including Chingy, uh, who brought us right there, right there in uh, 2003. Uh, Jaquan, as well, from the STL, uh, dropped Tipsy in 2004. Uh, so all around the early 2000s. Um, that rose to number two, the number two spot back in 2004. There was not a night you did not hear that on in the club. I would assume I wasn't in the clubs yet. I was not of age. Your boy was not of age at that point. But you best believe this song had our sixth grade dances popping off, dude. Um, I feel like every single sixth grade dance, middle school dance, I heard that song, Tipsy. I didn't even know what it was talking about. Same with Right There, I think. Um, you know, but good good, good songs. Um, and um, another rapper that I didn't know was from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, R.I.P. to this uh, gentleman. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Huey, he was actually a victim of a, a gunshot wound, a vic- victim of a double shooting back in uh, June of, of this year, of 2020. Um, if you don't recognize the name, um, but if you were, uh, you know, any age from, I'd say like 15 to 35, around 2006, you most definitely heard his debut single, Pop, Lock, and Drop It, Pop, Lock, and Drop It, you know, um, but sad, sad to hear that of his passing, but um, thought I should just mention that, you know, he was repping for the STL and he left us that that behind. All right. Um, but back to Smino. Smino, part of, of uh, he's he's part of several other groups that uh, also feature artists. Um, he's part of Zoink Gang, I believe. I'm not sure if he started it with Jid or if he just started it on his own. Zoink Gang. Um, but he's got, he's, Smino's on that with Jid, um, J-I-D, uh, the kid, and uh, Guap Dad 4000, and uh, Buddy as well. Um, and Smino is featured in, in many other songs uh, with other amazing minds, other uh, people off the Dreamville Records uh, label. Uh, Dreamville being the record label that was founded by J. Cole, uh, who is uh, personally, I mean, one of my favorite artists. But um, I was actually surprised to find out that Smino was not part of the Dreamville crew. I thought for the longest time that he was. Um, but there goes my ignorance. That, that I, That's my bad. My bad, Smino. My bad. Um but he's featured in a lot of songs, I think, that, you know, have the Dreamville crew on them. Um, so I, I think that's why I just, my mistake, my mistake. Let me get a little sip sip. Yeah, so um, not on the Dreamville crew, but in any case, Smino more like Smi, yeah. Um, great, great singer, rapper, artist. Give him a listen. Bump it in your headies. Bump it in the car. Um, a great album to start off with is his um, 2017 album, Black Swan. And it's actually spelled B-L-K-S-W-N because he is an artiste. Okay, he can leave letters out. That's all right. Uh, personally, I mean, I like every song on the album. Um, but definitely listen to uh, Wild Irish Roses. Um, I think, I'm, yeah, Wild Irish Roses. Cute little song about a boy and a girl. Uh, I'll just let you listen to that. Uh, it's great. 
Netflix and Duce is another recommendation. So Wild Irish Roses, Netflix and Duce, Netflix and Duce, rather, sorry. Um, that Netflix and Duce give you a good, uh, like head bobbing, like cool sensation. Um, something that that will definitely get stuck in your head and you'll have to be whistling that. Um, so I'm telling you, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, Silk Pillows, um, is another good song. That's a little upbeat, faster flow, um, kind of tapers off into like this melodic duet with, um, the featuring artists on that song on that track is, uh, a Kenya, a Kenya, a Kenya, um, a K E N Y A, which is, um, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty like mesmerizing. Um, but, uh, in you, I mean, you got to listen to the song black Swan, uh, off the album. So there's the song on the album, black Swan. There's also called black Swan. Um, since I mean, that's the name of the album. I mean, come on, you got to give it a listen. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I'm rambling now. Um, I just don't want this to end, man. This has been so fun. Um, but but I think this brings us to the end of the first ever Good Days Only podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Got to sign off for now. Um, love you all. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, hoping on, on dropping one of these uh, on a weekly basis um, for you guys. And, um, you know continue to grow with me uh hope hope that you learned a little bit uh here that maybe you didn't know before um you know open to suggestions again let me know let me know what uh, you guys want to hear um much love everybody peace peace